Gate 14 podcast and how sweep it is. The Toronto Blue Jays get their business done and sweep the poverty Chicago White Sox. JR and Avery are a little bit giddy here. They're going to uh, Mexico on Sunday. What's up, JR? How you doing? You've been planning this for a while now. How you feeling? Feel good. It's come quick. Um, I'm obviously leaving the country also in two weeks. Yeah. That's so, harsh reality for the Gate 14 listeners, man. It's only going to go up, right? <laughs> what they say. Um, no, it should be fun. You know, hopefully we, uh, we, we'll get some content, Avery and I, from the beach for the crew, for the Gate 14. Content 24-7. We'll get Abe wearing the hat in the pool. There it is. And talking to some two birds, as he calls them. <laughs> Avery, what's up with you, brother? How you doing, man? How, uh, was, uh, how was practice tonight, coach? Uh, practice was good tonight. No one, no one really showed up. Classic. Uh, but that's fine. I showed up. Did my part. Uh, the best boy. availability you can have. No, best know. ability. It's availability, yeah. 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 There you go. Um, no, how about the fucking Toronto Blue Jays? This team's special. <laughs> this team's special. I hate to say I don't hate to say it. I this team is special. I mean, Keegan Matheson tweeted out that number of the starting pitchers. Uh what is it? I gotta pull it up here. Give me a second. It's the through the rotation. Fuck, I'm really dumb. Yeah, this trip through the Blue Jays rotation. So five starting pitchers, 33 innings pitched, two earned runs, a .55 ERA, 16 hits, seven walks, 37 strikeouts. Like I said, I've shunned myself from talking about that other man, the man that won't be named. He's making me, he's putting me six foot under right now. He's he's putting me six foot under right now. This starting rotation rules. Well, we can't be mad about the bullpen this week either, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It exactly. was so for I forget what we said for the predictions, but I said sweeps credit to me. Okay. I forget what we all said, but feel felt like a series where the Jays just don't feel um find a way to get it done, get the sweep, and the Chicago White Sox didn't score a run for twenty four innings. Which is insane with that lineup. I mean, that lineup isn't that bad, but I know Tim Anderson's out. They are they fucking suck. Before we go into that, let's go into the other thing. So we'll, let's talk about the hot dog eating competition. Um, you let Gate 14 Nation down. Yeah, that was. No, no. I don't want to hear doing a, a competition. I don't want to hear your excuses. Everything is a competition with the Gate 14 voice. No. Everything. It could be who can who can get to Gate 14 faster. It could be who could park a car faster. It's all a competition with the Gate 14 voice. And you should have known that going in. Mm-hmm. First Looney Dog Night. The best ability is availability, and you weren't even available for it. I you checked out in the too. second inning. Yeah. What do you want to say? I ate dinner, and then I mucked. That's you didn't your have dinner. Did, were you, you didn't have fed? dinner. Were you force-fed like a child? No, but then I had my manhood questioned by Johnny, who was eating half hot dogs. and that, saying, Yeah, That's think, exactly what happened. I think I won. No, you I didn't, was, because th- if I didn't eat that full hot dog, it still would have been seven and three quarters. The so bun I, so is I, by I w- far the worst part of the hot dog. That's the hard part. That was a pretty large portion. Of that no, it was, was not. Three quarters of Watch a the video back. Watch the video. I dominated the competition. Avery is mad because the little engine that could, Johnny Junta, went crazy and had eight hot dogs before the second inning started. Don't be mad at me. And honestly, hand up. I'm starting to feel it like right now. Like today, I feel like shit. Well, guess who sucked down a couple wieners at the Jays game today? That's again on you. I don't even yeah. want to think about a. I don't even want to think about a hot dog forever. <laughs> I really don't. It's yes, disgusting. Sorry, you ruined it. Ruined it for yourself. I'm just warming up. That was my spring training, Looney Dog Night One. I hadn't practiced all off season. I'm gonna like. You take time to build up to your best, and I just I'm not there yet. So that's fine that you won spring training start one. Congrats, Johnny. You won the. World Series in the first first Looney yeah, Dog you're, of the you're, season. You're essentially you're the TikTok comment saying relax, buddy. It's April. That's what you are doing right mm-hmm. now. So that's fine. Yeah. But I'm gonna um, win. I'm gonna win the World Series of Looney Dog eating contest at some point. We'll see. I ho- I'm part. I should really, host that. We should fucking. Host I am really hoping that at least one of these Looney Dog nights is on Kikuchi Corner night. Then it'll be oh an my zone God. at that stadium. And then we have like we literally will give. We literally will give a Gate 14 care package to whoever eats. Actually, that could turn out 
to be no really that'd bad. be a lot that would be i think if we puking oh there will be puke i'm i felt horrible yesterday but i hadn't been practicing so i think six we, hot dogs and you felt horrible yeah that's just embarrassing that's sorry that's, you guys had bear johnny barely had one more I hot dog eat, than me i could and he eat. said he's sick the next day jeremy I do feel yeah, bad. The today. sick the next day. Well, that was because Johnny ate all of them in two innings, which was just I that was Johnny dumb. said I he should... hadn't eaten all day too. <laughs> yeah, you were. You had the most prep. It seemed like you were mentally preparing for this. Well, yeah, preparing days. to fail is. I actually fail. didn't know we were competing either. You're so, an but... idiot. You don't know any sayings, Johnny. Failing to prepare <laughs> is preparing to fail. All right, that's what I did. <laughs> but all all jokes aside, Joey Chestnut's hotter in person. I'll say it. Hand up. I'll say it. Just he was. True, I was giving he, him a little like looking down, up and down. I was like, Joey, wow, you are way better in person. That camera really does you justice when you're scoffing seventy five fucking hot dogs and your mouth is like bigger than my, b- bigger than my entire head. It. He's a he's a good looking. I'll say he's a great looking dude. I'm all in on the Joey Chestnut train. That is absolutely nuts that, that is, you say I Joey just... Chestnut is a great looking dude. That is, I'm trolling. He's obviously disgusting looking. No offense, Joey Chestnut, but like he looks like a guy who eats hot dogs for a living. Is that a good description? Like, well, because the only time you see him every year is 150 degrees on July 4th, sweaty Coney Island. And he, yeah, sweating, water dripping all over his face, hot dog buns on the side of his mouth, which is quite literally one of the more disgusting things of all time. So the fact. That you came out here and called him a beautiful person was awesome, Johnny. Yeah, um, I am. Uh, yeah, he. I'm not. In, I'm not all in. I'm, never mind. <laughs> I take that back. It was awesome that he was there. The activation they did with the two Gate 14 listeners, they gave them 20 seconds to eat a bunch of hot dogs, and they lined up. Eight, wait, like, wait, wait, wait! Backpedal. Those were Gate 14 listeners. Those were the guys. Yeah, who those were the guys we saw right before. They literally Remember? came up to us right before. Oh, they came up to us and said, "Oh, we got to go because they were taken up." to go eat the hot dogs but they lined up eight hot dogs like these kids were professional eaters they barely got through one in 20 seconds i gotta say that activation member whoever was a strategist on that team needs to take a good look in the mirror because that was a horrendous <laughs> no activation. that's not on them dare that's the pitch clock that's fucking them man what they can't do a two minute activation thing in the middle of an inning have a guy eating hot dogs on the scoreboard while jose barrios is pitching what do you mean why can't they do that? There's like two. They get two minutes between innings. Yeah, that's. I mean, wild. they gave the kids like 14 seconds to eat 10 hot dogs, and I remember. Well, tell right those before, kids to be better. No offense, if you're listening to this, be better. I mean, there's just. I mean, fuck. I bet you I could scarf down three. That's what I'm saying. You give me t- 20 seconds, I can at least have two or three. <laughs> Especially with the. And they kept on doing this thing where they were just that. drinking the water in the middle of it. I was like, what are you doing, guys? Have you not like, watch the eat- hot dog eating contest? That's how they go. They down dip that. it in water. They don't drink the water when they're in the middle of a hot they dog contest. They gave them a Dasani bottle of water. They quite literally couldn't do it. All right. So that's on the Jays then. That's on the Jays. Yeah. But that's on uh, the Jays. Uh, other than that, though, that was an awesome game, man. The Looney Dog Night is, it gets rowdy. There was a lot of people there. And one thing I got to say for the listeners out there, um, we got to be better at being smart because I, I was seeing some things here. We were all seeing some things. There was one cocoon, there was one loony dog thing that was full of people, like a 20 minute line. You walk four sections over, there's another loony dog thing with no one in line. Like, d- we all saw that, right? Mm-hmm. We were saying that, so we were like, What are we doing? There is a loony dog literally right there, and there's no one there. And I kept on pissing Avery off. I kept asking, like, Oh, is this the Looney Dog thing? And there'd be a literal massive sign over the lineup that says Looney Dog's here. So they do do they do a great job of that. I think JR, you're the business guy. Do you think they make money off of doing the Looney Dogs? Fuck no. Oh no. Think- Actually, you know what? Hot dogs are cheap as fuck. They probably they probably break even. I mean, they're getting those things. Why would the they do them if they didn't make money? Because it's it's just to get people in the building. It's the tickets. They'll sell more tickets, right? Yeah. It's you'll take a loss to get a gain, Ave. It's the marketing yeah. tactic. But then eventually they, but at some Avery, point, you should a, know this based off our thick Jesus fiasco. It's like, but at it's some like, point you break even, so it doesn't like matter. No, it's it's like when a retailer sells a product that they know they're gonna loss just to get them in the store, so they buy other products. It's actually okay. a tactic that Walmart uses. But well, yeah, but Can yeah, up- but not my thing is the whole point though isn't to get a profit. Yeah. Right? 
I, and eight, and I was they want warned, yeah they they don't want to turn a profit they want you to get cancer from the hot dogs oh yeah if that's, that's that cool. might be I mean those hot dogs are not healthy for you let's make that no, as clear no. as possible I would obviously. love to see the nutritional facts on those things oh my god I wouldn't no I, I don't think you want to see those aren't things they made, are made in a aren't they made with pig intestines like oh, that Jesus they're made with pig pig throats throat goat a lot of people were calling me the throat goat please stop with that. Um, with the hot dog. Stop calling me th- throat goat. Um, another thing that I want to talk about with that game is I have a take that I've been squatting on for a while now. I might have said this last year. The 200 level at the Roger Center is the best seats in the house. And it's not, it's not even, I don't think it's a debate. I don't think it's a discussion. The 200 level at the Roger Center is the best because it's not too high. It's not too low. You are literally, it feels like you're at field level in the 200 level and you could see every single thing. It rules. The 200 level is the best level at the Rogers Center and it's by a long shot the best. Not even like a debate. Is Anyone want to back, back me up on that or go against that? Because I think that's true. The padded seats are a nice touch. Padded are seats. Padded seats? No, they're think... like a little bit softer. The, the padded I think ones are like behind right behind place. they have some padded yeah. ones too. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Those you know, awesome. you know, someone actually told me today. Uh, I was at the Honda dealership. Shout out to the Honda dealership. Um, they went to the game today on the second level, uh, TD zone seats, like right behind the plate for forty dollars. Well, yeah, it's a one o'clock game. I'm assuming that was a lot. That's cheaper. wild. Yeah, I mean, those got to be the best seats in the house. Those, those are, awesome. and right? I, I would love to go toe to toe with a listener on this. Two hundred levels, the best, and it's mm-hmm. not like. 100 level, you're too low. You can't yeah, really see that much bad. stuff. 500 level, you're obviously way too high. The 200 level is just there. It's the G spot. It's the sweet spot of Toronto Blue Jays seats. It's the it's you just love to see it. I'm you're, all in on that. You're backpedaling though. Last year it was like 500 I, level. I, I, I did. Die. Yes, yes. But I backpedal a lot of takes. This is one that I'm willing to just take accountability for. The 200 level is the best by a substantial margin. And, uh, Avery, how should I dock this? Because I'm obviously keeping track of the Corona Lounge falling in love. I said I'm 0 for 3 because, honestly, every single time you're in that building, it should be a chance to fall in love with the Corona Lounge. So do I mark you down for 0 for 4? Because you were in the building. Today? Yes. Um, No, you can only mark me down as 0 for 1, I think. Because the what only the time fuck are you talking about? I've only been in the Corona Lounge once. That doesn't matter. If you're in the building, you have an opportunity. It's like if you step up to the plate and you walk, it still goes against your plate appearances or whatever it is. Yeah. Same thing. You it's like if you hit a sacrifice fly. That's, no, that's I, had, I had thing. a plate appearance, but I didn't have an at bat is what. Is no, you are 0 for 4. I am 0 for 3 and JR is 0 for 3. That's that's how we have to calculate it because every single chance Johnny G is in that building, even if I don't go to the Corona Lounge, that's on me. Mm-hmm. I got to take accountability for that. I didn't go. What is I considered am... falling in love though? Like what actually has to happen? Talking to a female. Okay. <laughs> no, that's the legit bare minimum. That's... I mean, hey, if we have I'm to saying, get some okay, pants here somehow. we go. I'm saying this. I'm saying. The female has to follow the gate 14 pod on, on Insta. Okay. On a social media site. That is, that is, that will be classified as falling in love. Cause that uh, means yeah, she, think, she's representing. I think the brand. you get, yeah, you guys like talk after the game in some capacity. Yes. Ooh, there we go. So we have the rule set. So we're just going to have to, obviously, I'm not going to switch back records here. I'm over three. JR's over three. Avery's over four. And another sad thing about that game on Tuesday, um, not sad for listeners. That's JR's last time in the building this year. Um, unless, they, too. unless they go to the playoff. JR's leaving 3 and 0, uh, going to LA. You've only been to two games, haven't you, JR? No, he went to Coochie Three. Corner mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday with Coochie Corner. He went to Friday with us with T Mac. Yes. And then, yeah, that game. So, JR, what's, I mean, 3 and 0 with you in the building. Um, was that bittersweet when you took a step back and you're like, I won't be here for, until maybe next year again? Unless they, unless you come back for playoffs, uh, yeah, it was a little. It's like fuck. I was going through my head, fuck. Because you're not gonna get those little tire pumps of people noticing you now when you go to like baseball games. That's like a little good thing for the JR clan out there. Yeah. So no, no, they they barely notice me anyways. But um, <laughs> well, the gate fourteen. They, they de- only the one. Shout out to uh, actually the one guy in the TD lounge. 
that dabbed me up. I don't know who you are. You didn't even say my name, but I think he knew I was gate 14. Um, hopefully the boys come down to LA. Hopefully Ave can Find move some funds around and <laughs> rob a bank and then fly down, <laughs> fly down to LA to see me so we can go to the, the Dodger series. Cause that would be a lot. What is that series? It's uh July, right? Am I wrong, Johnny? Oh, uh, yeah, it is July. Is it during the week or a weekend? Is it during Canada Day weekend? That would be awesome. It's no. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's perfect. I'll take work off. I'll be there. Yes. Okay, so I have hey, a new segment. Weekend, right? I have a, I have a new segment alert that I'm going to obviously do at the end of this podcast. I just tweeted it out. So a listener gave me a recommendation. Um, the Corona Love Corner segment. So where people just leave questions for relationship questions, dating advice uh, for the Gate 14 boys. We'll end off the show with it. Um, and they could just ask us whatever and just let it fly and we'll let it fly. So the Corona Love Corner, that's a great segment. We're yeah, going to end yeah, the yeah. show with it. Okay. Um, that's what we're going to do. But uh, another thing that I want to talk about with the Rogers Center, we got to give credit where credit is due. I can't get over how much better it is. I know we talked about this last time. Mm -hmm. The in-person experience, the way the outfield wall looks, the pitchers walking down steps to go out of the like go onto the field, just the entire feel of it is fucking awesome. I, I it really is. It's a really good experience for the fan, and they haven't even done the 100 level yet. So it's 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 going to be all time. Yeah, every time I go there, I'm I'm pretty happy with how how it's gone. The the bullpens look sick. Mm -hmm. Seeing the pitchers even under the bullpen kind of cool as well. Um, I wish it was a little rowdier and right field bleachers, though. That's apparently all. it really is, though. Apparently it really is. I wish they let them like throw shit at the. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, but... That's going too far. Okay, hear me out. I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't think anyone should be allowed to do it. But you should be scared for your life. You come to Roger Center. I think it would help. Well, that. You want that element, but then it just takes the fun out of it when you have shit thrown at you. 100%. 100%. You're scumbag if you do it. You're saying you're a scumbag if you do it, but do it. No. That's no, what you're no. saying. Do I, we, I don't condone for that. I don't do condone not for that. do it, but if you make it the hardest place to play baseball in in the whole I'm league, just saying come correct with your chirps. There. I'm saying come correct with your chirps. Pull up the college stats. Pull up every single stat possible. Um that's what I want. I want you to go for the jugular in a non-personal, non-mean way. That's that's my mm -hmm. right field happiness. Um, so so let's go into the series, man. Um, Monday, we got to talk about the Chicago White Sox. Fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, that lineup like, actually they are they are terrible. Well, we know why they suck. Why Charlie Montoya? <laughs> Yep. Your Charlie tweet that Charlie Montoyo break or ruin the Chicago White Sox is absolutely <laughs> insane. Is that and, and another, obviously it has nothing to do with it, but they fucking suck. They are so bad. They're they have the second worst record in baseball, I believe, right? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they were the odds on favorite to win their division. Yes, they were. And what's even worse about that, about that is uh Charlie Montoyo being a spineless coward. And refusing to talk to the Toronto media. What was that? What That's are we doing? Crazy. Do I don't you... even know you're allowed to legally do that. Respect the big J's. <laughs> Respect the big J's, Charlie. What are we do? What are we doing? You can't you can't deny us. And I'm gonna say us like we're a part of this. You can't deny Keegan. Keegan was probably pissed. I feel like it it was a perfect spot for him to get something off his chest if he was pissed about what happened. I Why mean, did, like he could have thanked, he could have thanked the fans. Like it was kind of a big fuck. Well, you the fans were really mean. <laughs> I mean, well, he could have told them to go fuck themselves. I mean, I guess the whole wife situation was worse than we thought. Maybe, yeah. Right? I mean, maybe his wife got like. I mean, that was crazy, it. right? She was in one of our videos, was she not? Yeah, she was, she was in, in the, one of our, our, our when we were. She on, was in the yeah. other one. She was yeah, in. The, yeah, she was oh. in someone else's live. But yeah, no, Charlie refusing to talk to media is like have a backbone. What are we doing here? At least, like, honestly, if I was him, I'd be like, I would be genuinely just saying, this team fucked me. They gave me a dog shit bullpen. And when they started getting good was when they started getting bullpen arms. Because technically, two or three weeks after was when the Jays made that trade for Bass and Pop and all that type of stuff. So he could essentially could have just said, I, I, I was doing what I had to do with the cards I was dealt. I would have loved just for him to 
throw Pete Walker under the bus. Yes. That would have been that would have made my week. Pete just... Walker versus Charlie Montoyo, rough and rowdy. Choose your fighter. Well, Pete uh, has to be drunk, obviously. That that's where that would have to be. But uh yeah, he it's uh Charlie Montoyo if you can talk to media will never not be funny. Cause I could just we gave him that funny, and I watched that video the other day of him in the dugout before the game just bongoing it up. It is the funniest fucking video I've ever seen because it's like a jump scare. They're just panning the field. They go to the left, and there's Charlie just going bananas on the bongo. It is wild that that guy – we used to let that shit slide in Toronto. Our manager playing the fucking bongos before every game. We like, used to let you- that shit slide. But what if a manager played guitar? Like that would be that's cooler, weird too. But it's still an instrument. <laughs> that would be weird. Your manager, the, guitar okay, the bongos, up, though. I don't the want bongos hear... was weird. The bongos are, but I the think, are funny because they are massive. Weird. They're huge. It is, it, but it's like you can't you can't bring those on the plane, like the team plane because <laughs> massive. You think anyone was just like anyone. In the clubhouse, it's just like, can he stop banging those <laughs> fucking mongos? Dude, I what I was saying was, um, say something nice about Charlie. We'll all go around this table, say something nice about Charlie. When he got ejected, I will say this he got after it with that with the umpires. <laughs> he was all time when he got ejected. I will never forget the game last year, uh, when he went toe to toe with the umpire because of a Vladdy called strike. And just the rage that he had inside of him against that umpire was like, yeah. He had no rage. In you no, know, he was when he would get mad, he would get mad. So that's my say something nice about Charlie. What's yours, Avery? Um fuck me. Say something nice about Charlie. I um <laughs> I'm I can't he say on the many, many nice things about <laughs> Charlie. He was the manager here. Um, that's that's what I could say. Nice. He seems like a genuine nice person. I'll say that. He doesn't seem okay. like a bad guy. Yeah. But I would true. like to bring you guys back to one of my takes from last season. I think it was my best when I said Charlie Montoyo should have been ejected from every single game as the Jays manager. Every time there was a single bad call, he should have fa- found a way to get ejected. Because then it's impossible to to fire a guy because you're like he's willing to go to battle for his team every day and. If you get ejected in the second inning of every game, you can't say it's your fault. The team sucks. You're not even there. That's another great fucking point. Wow. But you could also twist it to the Nazem Kadri effect where it's like, he's never here. He's just always suspended. So we got to trade his ass or fire his ass. There's two ways to look at it. And that makes sense. That makes sense. But uh, I don't know if Jerry, Jerry, you have nothing to say about Charlie, right? No, nothing nice. Yeah. He's just a good, probably a good family man. (laughs) There we go. And that's 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 our segment. Say something nice about Charlie Montoya. That's what we do. Um, so let's go into the games here, man. Obviously, Monday, Chris Bassett. He has looked awesome. I, we talked about this the last episode. It's just fuck he's good. Fuck he is good. He's just and Avery talked about this. He is just a pitcher's pitcher. He will and he he'll run it up every once in a while just for shits and gigs. But he is so good at just pitching a baseball game, dissecting hitters, locating pitches, throwing rainbow breaking balls. He hit 69 on Monday. Nice. He threw 69 miles an hour in a professional baseball game on Monday. It's like Zach Granke, but he can he has velo still. Um, obviously, we had the incident where we thought he got hurt at the end, which stunk out loud, but nice to see that he's not hurt at all. Chris Bassett was one of the more dependable middle relievers. I'll say this every episode. Him and Jose Barrios, some of the more dependable middle relie- uh, middle starters in all of baseball, mid-rotation guys. And now they're going back to what they've been successful, why you give these guys money, why you sh- you think you can depend on them for a large part of the season. Chris Bassett is awesome to watch pitch. And having his velo back, see, he got to 94-2 last start. And he just throws so many different pitches. He throws... This last start through a sinker, sweeper, curveball, cutter, changeup, four seam slider. Who has that many pitches still? Was that eight, seven? Uh, it's it, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I, you you never know what you're gonna get with Chris Bassett, but uh, as long as he keeps the ball in the yard, he's going to give this team a chance to win baseball games. That's all you can ask for. 
Yeah, he's 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 incredible. But did Chris Bassett pitch great? Sure, but there was one thing that stole the show during that Monday game. It was Roger Sportsnet asking Kevin Chichin Chong Gossman to hop on the top on the telecast in the middle of the game, high as a fucking kite. That guy just hit up Tokyo Smoke near the ballpark. <laughs> Had his Costco card there, brought it in, got out, got 17 edibles, 30 milligram each, and just ripped them and said, I am getting after it. Sportsnet came into the into the room probably and said to him, you know you're hopping on like our telecast today on camera, right? And high as shit, Kevin Gossman looks at him and goes, what? He was, did you, Jared, did you happen to see this? Because everyone kept on saying he has that JR in him. Everyone thinks you're high okay. as fuck all the time. Okay. I need to address this. This I'm high all the time. Shit. Ave knows. I have severely bad pollen allergies at this time. Okay. They, they get worse and worse. Oh, um, allergies. Allergies at night. So just so the gate 14 listeners aren't formed. I have, I have the next gate 14 shirt. What is it? Kevin Gasman. <laughs> With the bud or something? He's just he smokes gas, throws gas, so he's just Kevin Gasman. He's just the highest person in all of Canada and the best pitcher on the Toronto Blue Jays. So we get Kevin Gasman on a t shirt at some point, just high as high as a kite. I think it would do numbers. It would do numbers, would but I don't sick. think he would be happy with it, to be honest with you. Us. Did you know you can get edibles at the Rogers Center? No. What? We had, That's a lie. No, 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 we, no. Had, we had five things of edibles in our lounge today. No. They just you left can buy, there, like, you can get You could get weed at the them? Rogers Center? Maybe it was the group I was with, but they, he said that it's part of like the booth you can get. You can order edibles to your, uh, to the room and to your suite that you're in. So Kevin Gosman's probably got a pretty good hookup for free. Oh, he was high as a fucking kite, all rock star shit. It was probably the best piece of content that Sportsnet has done all season. Yeah, and they knew what they were doing. Let's be as clear as possible here. They knew exactly what the Didn't fuck they he were ask, doing. Um, I saw on Twitter. I don't know because I wasn't listening to it because I don't listen to a sound during the game. But did they ask him like what makes him giggle or something? Yes, like that? I, I yeah. They said what makes you giggle in Canada, which is like a, the most high guy question you could ever ask someone is what makes you giggle, buddy. That's it was just the most high guy question of all time. And then it was just everything was coming up Jr. because everyone's saying he has that Jr. in him. And then next thing you know, Jr.'s hero gets called up. My friend Nate oh. Pearson gets called up to the show. A real where were you moment, Jr. I, I, I've been it was holding really on. great to see him that like, was while the, I'm leaving. You that know, was the perfect game. send-off, man. It was the perfect send-off. And that video I've been holding into my drafts forever. The one of would you ever wonder what goes on inside a guy's mind? And it's just you and then with the uh, Nate Pearson highlights. I've been waiting to post that forever. For absolutely ever. So I'm glad I kind of finally got that off. But uh yeah, he is he's awesome. Hitting the first batter was the most Nate Pearson thing I've ever seen in my life. Because John Schneider said the only thing he wants to see is to see Nate Pearson throw strikes. <laughs> that. that was so funny. I also noticed the I don't know what speed fucking tracker was wrong, but he was like throwing like 97 when we were at the game. And yeah. then I was watching highlights this morning and it was like he was consistently throwing 99. And I was yeah, like, I see he was 99 six on one pitch. Yeah. I was like, we did not see that unless it was wrong at the stadium. That was I weird. think the stadium gun's the most accurate one, though. Okay. Because well, it was, yeah, it comes from like, Track Man now. So it's not just a radar gun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so, that was, that was, uh, that was odd. I was like, he didn't, he didn't hit 99 in the stadium. And it was like, but, he, but once he settled blazing. down, and you tweeted this, Johnny. Very funny to see Anthony Ass come out in the ninth inning when he was our seventh <laughs> inning. Guy Anthony last Ass, year. yeah, dude. Oh, it's it, it, oh, oh, how the mighty have fallen, man! How the mighty have fallen. You truly hate to see that. Um, yeah. Just to finish off that game, 
Brandon Belt looked awesome on Monday. Ups his average to 200, a real where were you moment. Uh, Brandon Belt finally hitting above 200. I might take back all the things I said about him because I think he's going to heat up. I'm In my mind, he didn't have that spring training. He's looked decent since opening day, like at the Rogers Center, or is that what it's called, opening or home opener? He's looked decent since then. I'm willing to give that guy a chance. I'm willing to give him a chance and let him cook. Is that a crazy take? No. No, it's not really. We were hard on him, but he was really fucking bad, though, man. It was hard not. It was hard not to be hard on him, right? He was terrible. He did. He did it to himself, sadly. But he is. You got to give credit to where credit's due if you're if we're gonna bash him when he's bad. So uh, he has kind of figured it out here. Let's look at his last fourteen days. No, don't look at it. I just did. You don't want to look at it. No, it, no, 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 no. This isn't bad, Johnny. His last 15 games, he's hitting 189. Last 14 days. Way, way (laughs) different. Oh, so we're skewing numbers. Okay, what's his last 14 days? Actually, no. This is better. Last seven days. There it is. Yes. Yes. He's hitting 286, Johnny. Brandout Belt is back. He has a weighted runs created plus of 150, Johnny. Wow. Wow. Is he He back? He has an OPS of 905. Holy shit. He's played right. four games in the last seven days. So just days. make sure when everyone is trying to chirp Brandon Belt, just bring up his last, not his last seven games. His last seven games, he's hitting still below 200. <laughs> last seven days. Yep. Make sure you emphasize the days part. Just just to make that clear. So so if you're trying to get in the mud with someone, they understand. Um, Are we going to talk about you in the mud today? In a little bit. I we'll, need we'll to talk know about, about that. that. We'll talk about that when we go into you say. Um, so game two. The game that we went to, an absolute murder fest. The Jays beating up on two domestic abusers in a five-day span. This is why, this is hashtag next level. This is next level. Domingo Herman, the wife beater, welcome to hell. My, uh, Mike Clevenger, the human piece of shit who calls himself Sunshine, welcome to hell. Just an absolute masterclass that we got to see live. And to top it off, boys, I'm going to say it. Jose Barrios is all the way back. All the fucking way back. 471 ER right now. It was literally 12 like two weeks ago. So Avery, where do you stand with Jose? I mean, he's clearly mixing his pitches well. He's throwing a 96 mile an hour sinker, I think it is. Avery, I don't remember if, if it was that, yeah, that that's what it was. His, I remember him throwing his sinker harder than his uh oh never mind. He got 97-4. On his sinker? On his four seam fastball. So where are you at with him now? Because I guess he's still kind of throwing the four seam, but he's locating it better. Where, where, where what do you no, think? He threw, he threw the four seam fastball the least of any pitch. Okay, so he's finally listening to Twitter. He's finally listening to Twitter. Yep, he is. Wow. Uh, so it's nice to see, but um, yeah, the sinker and the four seam don't get whiffs, but they get uh, a decent like call. They get a lot of called strikes right now. So for him, man, it was. He was staying out of the middle. He seemed to get killed when he was in the middle of the zone. I bet if we looked at kind of where the pitches were at, he lived on the corners here. And again, you're attacking a team differently because the White Sox are ass as well. Like, let's not get it twisted. Um, these should these outings should happen against a White Sox team that is this bad when you put out that type of lineup. But the thing with Jose Barrios is you had um, like cookie starts for him even to start the season with the Kansas city Royals and they didn't go well. So for me, it's the upgrade of beating up shitting on the bad teams when you should. And that's what's happening and, and beating awesome the good see. teams too. And, doing, and you, yeah. him getting those strikeouts where you have nine strikeouts again, yeah. it was, it was 2021 Jose Barrios. It's the reason we gave him a seven year deal or whatever we gave him too. He yeah. looks awesome. If Jose Barrios is going to pitch like that, this team is scary. Very scary. Because, like, I, I pulled up the stats for the rotation. The, the, that last through the order, like, through the rotation is insane. I mean, that's a two earned runs in 33 innings. Are you kidding me? It looks awesome. They really do look awesome. And obviously, there's going to be some sort of – it's not – they're not going to pitch like this the entire year. If they did, this would be the best team ever assembled, the best rotation ever assembled. But it is awesome. And another guy that took uh, my eyes or all of our eyes, friend of the program – Jano ruled Holy on yeah. Tuesday. I mean, we're talking a guy who hit two home runs and then not out. He got Avery. I remember you saying this. You're, you said he shot on that. 
because that was that opposite field line drive he hit to the right yeah. fielder. Yeah, I think it was, and it was absolutely annihilated. So when Jano is raking, it is so sick to watch because he mashes baseballs and he's just a grown man. He just hits them so hard with no batting gloves. It's unbelievable. Well, I think he's back to batting gloves. That's what he changed. I think he hit all of his home runs with batting gloves on. Oh. Yeah, he was slumping, so he went batting gloves, which I don't like to see as a guy who would who loves the no batting glove look. But Jano, you can tell when he is on and when he is off. I, it's not a good thing because you can kind of tell right away when the at-bats are going to go shitty. Struck out, I think, twice today. But he finds barrels, and he finds them often when he is on. And we got two of them, two huge ones, and an out for, for one as well. He hits the home run, Yankee Stadium. What was that, three home runs in his last two games that he had played at that point, right? Yeah, he's looked awesome. He's looked awesome. When yeah, you can tell that he's on and he finds barrels. And that's what that's what we've been waiting for here for the catcher position to heat up. The bottom of the order has started to like create some more offense too. Santiago Espal today. Three hits, I believe, right? So it's like we're starting to get the production from everywhere. And that's it's also another and it's also making it harder on the manager. Like who do I put in the lineup Mm -hmm. here? Wit's hitting good. Espinal's kind of figuring it out. Uh, Kevin Biggio's done decent, so it's it's a great problem to have for John Schneider. There's tons of guys, and it's a really well-rounded team. I did say this. I think this is one of the best Jays teams, well-rounded-wise, like defensively, pitching, bullpen, hitting, that they've had in a very, very long time, and I hope that takes stays, stays stagnant, but... It's yeah, there's they're not really showing any signs of slowing down. I thought after that Yankee series, we always talk about this with uh, gambling, Abe, like uh, the look ahead spot or just bouncing back from a massive win. They usually get dog walked the next game. They take two or three at Yankee Stadium and then handle business and take three of three uh, against the White Sox, the Rogers Center. So it was it was a masterclass, especially that game yesterday. Jano looked awesome. The bullpen looked awesome. And uh, Mike Clevenger got absolutely dog walked. So what would you would you say that was the best Jose Brios appearance so far? Oh, probably if you look by game logs for sure. Four hits. Um, only four hard hit balls, too. I think so, man. Just dominated them from top to bottom. It was, yeah. It was his best start for the Blue Jays in a long time. Seven innings, four hits, zero earned runs, one walk, nine punch outs. All time. Hundred and three pitches, too. It's not like he threw a ton of pitches. He was pretty efficient in this start. It was fun to watch. I love watching. I, I love watching Jose Brio's pitch. I know we always said this. He has great stuff. He just has to put it together, and he put it together. It was awesome. It was it was unbelievable. So uh, let's go into today's game, fellas. Why not? Our king, the man that they said would regress, the man that they counted out because he wasn't throwing a lot of. Uh, he wasn't locating well, even though he's averaging one walk one walk in appearance. You saw Young. You got to see it live, Avery. What was it like watching that masterclass live? 5.2 innings, four hits, eight punchies, one one walk. The ERA down to three. It, <laughs> I, I, don't, I hate to say this, but it kind of like blows my mind every time you see him get up there <laughs> and just pitch really well. The trauma from last season kind of creeps in right before the start happens. And um, we were with the props.cash guys, and he's like, are you going to take a coochie strikeout? I said, yeah, I'm definitely going to take it, but. I feel like we're at a spot for a blow up at some point here. I didn't think it was going to be today, but it's in the back of your mind. We're going to get a classic Kikuchi start at some point. And we just didn't get that. We got great. You say again, and your thing about the control, you can have some spotty control sometimes and limit walks, but that's what being a good pitcher is about is finding a way to still get people out and what he's been able to do, man. It's been impressive especially out of the five hole, some stability. Again, Mitch White pitched today, the guy that was kind of battling for the fifth spot. His velocity is down two miles an hour from last year with a guy who's needed some time off again. It's, you say spot as it should be to run with. He's done exactly that. And I don't think there's people on his heels anytime soon. He should be, he should start getting pretty comfortable in this uh, five, five spot in the rotation, getting people out like this, this often. Yeah. He, JR, I mean, obviously you were working today, but, he is he is so fun to watch when he's carving. I know we say this every time. He is fuck. He was running it up today. He does this little. He high fives him himself his glove. <laughs> it's it's absurd. It's just it's so fun to watch him. Jr. I love watching you stay pitch when he's carving. It's sick. Yeah, he's uh, he's like killing it. I mean, 
just the best fifth starter in the league. No questions asked. That's a right great now. narrative to start. That's a great yeah. narrative to start. The best, the best fifth starter in the league. And J- and Avery was. The, do you notice the applause is a little bit, little bit louder when you say he's pitching? Maybe a little bit after the strikeouts. Like, what was the vibes like at that game? I know mm-hmm. you were in the box, obviously. It but... was. Uh, so there's a ton of kids there today. Yeah. They were loud. It was actually pretty funny. They would go out for a, a mound visit, the White Sox would, and the Blue Jays would say, let's make noise on the on the Jumbotron, and those kids made so much noise. It was <laughs> it was unfortunately the shriek from the kids, not a big lot of make noise, but they, they made the atmosphere kind of fun. But you say comes off the mound, and it's a standing ovation. And it's He really real. got one. Oh, yeah. He pitched. I mean, he pitched that well. How, but he how, didn't tip his cap, though. What the fuck's that? You no, say? he gave he gave a nice little head nod, little <laughs> wave type of thing. He acknowledged them. They were, everyone was standing right in front of him, and it was. Oh man, I just, I love. I'm so happy for him. He feels like he's my kid, and I just I want to see him succeed, and he's succeeding. Feel like a proud father. It's unfucking believable And Kikuchi's just... corner was uh was going active again. alive and well I want to talk about that shout out to those kids man and the crazy thing is is those kids don't even want to take uh credit for it like I tweeted these guys are legends uh, no response nothing no one like it just it's they're trying to go full spider-man the man yeah. behind the mat they <laughs> no one wants to take or acknowledge it's about the mission boys it's about the mission right and the t-shirts the T-shirt launch today was outstanding. Numbies. I just want to thank you, everyone that bought the, those shirts today, man. 14ca I felt, 14.ca. Go, we'll talk go about the buy shirts. them before we run out. Yeah, go buy them before we run out. But I wanted to talk about Avery. We, I can't. We can't miss another Coochie Corner. Like an opportunity for the for that content. We can't miss out another one. It's just too good. It's way too good content we're missing out on. Obviously, today it was one o'clock. There's no more one o'clock games, or they won't like I'm assuming he won't be pitching in those days. The next day, Kikuchi Corner has been lined up is on the Saturday against the Atlanta Braves. Oof. Oh, Jesus. That is gonna that is going to be must watch. <laughs> that is going to be must watch shit from our guy, you say. Um, going back into that game for today. Boba Shet. That ball he hit out today, he had no business hitting out off of that no. foul pole. It was a one-handed, like, wrist check-me-over swing, and he hit it off the foul pole. He is so good at hitting, it is absurd. I can't even comprehend how good at hitting he is. And honestly, you got to pump his tires. He's been great in the field as well, too. He hasn't made an error in a while. Yeah, I think he's uh, two defensive runs saved I've seen, which is pretty good. I I saw the swing I was watching, and the way he swung the bat, hit the ball, I thought it was a foul ball for sure. I kind of looked away for a second, looked at my phone, I think, looked back up. The ball's off the foul pole. I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I don't think he could even believe it either. But we're being carried by our dogs with some help from the little guys as well. It's This is what a team looks like when it's just running on all cylinders. I hope this isn't the best baseball that the Toronto Blue Jays play this season, but God damn it should be close to how good they can be. I, I can't put any word, more words in it. I mean, when you got Bo and Vladdy combining for five for nine with five RBIs in a baseball game, you're going to win a lot of those baseball games when the middle of the order and the guys in front of them are getting on base and doing their stuff. Espinal three for four today. Merrifield two for four today. Whit Merrifield has been raking. He looks awesome. And you could bring up all these dumbass advanced analytics shit to me about uh, F war, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know what it's called, but he, Whit Merrifield has looked awesome and he's getting on base, which is what he should be doing at the bottom of the lineup for the big dogs. And it paid off today. He, uh, it, it, it's just, it, it just makes such a massive difference when the bottom of the order is producing. Cause we had a long stretch there where they weren't doing fuck all. They weren't doing shit. You had like three or four guys bottom the order hitting below 150. And now you have guys that are starting to figure it out, like Jano Espinal's figuring it out, Whit Merrifield's raking. It's uh it's it, it's cool to watch. And one guy that's interesting that I want to talk about, Avon JR, is um Kirk. Uh he has an on-base percentage of 400, but he's hitting 226. With how good his eye is, 
it once he starts figuring it out offensively, he is going to be a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. 400 on base percentage, but he's hitting 226. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I wonder what his walk rate was last season. It had to have been pretty good too, because you don't just mm-hmm. you don't just develop an eye like that out of nowhere, right? Maybe they're trying to pitch around him, get him out differently, and he's just not swinging at stuff as well. But yeah, I feel like he's striking out more than he did last season. Yeah, if you're gonna get on base at a clip like that, that's what Kevin Biggio wishes he could do. Unfortunately, he went over three today with two strikeouts against Kevin Biggio. But whatever. Um, yeah, it's he. Okay, he so, is just so. Let's look at this. You want to guess what his walk percentage is, Jer? His walk percentage, mm, 20, 21.2%, up 10% from last year. Wow. Wow. But his strikeout rate, 15.2%, up 5% from last year. See, that's not massive. I'm not a math guy. That's like a, five, a plus five difference. So um, if you add them both. So that's not bad. That's not bad, but he'll figure it out, man. Kirk hits. Kirk rakes. Mm-hmm. He will figure that out for sure. Obviously, Mac Chapman still just doing what he's doing, hitting 364. Like, let's look at the middle of this Blue Jays lineup, shall we? Bo Bichette, 340 average, 381 OBP, 528 slugging. Vladdy, 333 average, 407 OBP, 535 slugging. Matt Chapman, 364 average, 446 OBP, and 659 slugging. That is your two, three, four hitters is ridiculous, dude. And I got to give credit, obviously, to John Schneider for moving Chappie up into the four hole and moving Dalton Varsho down because Dalton Varsho is slumping terribly right now. Terribly. And once he figures it out, holy shit. It is going to be a madhouse because Dalton Varsho couldn't hit water out of a boat right now. Let's just call it how it is. But he's, he's a slumping change his walk-up song, man. It's a little Morgan Wallen song, though. We love Morgan Wallen. Yeah, let's just get a little more serious at the plate. <laughs> let's get some hardcore rap. Maybe I like re- relax my eyes. Oh, dude, that would fire me the fuck up. That would fire me up. But another thing from today's game that we got to talk about, Johnny was right. This bullpen faced 10 hitters, nine strikeouts in 10 hitters to finish the game off. And listen, I know these bats are unserious because of the lead and all that type of stuff, but Eric Swanson is awesome. <laughs> Holy shit. He is so good, Avery. I don't know if you could pull up some of his advanced numbers, but I'll just read his uh, his stats right now. 154 ERA with a .77 whip and has a higher K per nine, I think, than Jordan Romano. I don't know if you can quote me on that, but Eric Swanson, what a trade for these boys. What a trade for the Toronto Blue Jays. The bullpen was ass. You bring in a guy like that, a grizzled vet that's going to be able to get you out just like he's been doing. He's he's aging like fine wine. It's He is awesome, Avery. Yeah, he's in the top 4% of the league and expected batting average against. Wow. His K-rate's significantly down from last year, but I think um, it might have just been inflated. Don't know why it would have been inflated because I didn't watch him pitch very often, but 34% super high last season if he's if he ends up at like 28 percent, that's another great season as well for him there's nothing you could say he comes in and he throws strikes usually um sure he'll get hard get hit he'll get hard he'll get hit hard a little bit sometimes um but he's awesome and you can it feels already that you can count on eric swanson whenever you put him in the game and that's i think is the most important thing with relievers as a fan it's like hey you see this guy coming out of the bullpen okay i want him in this situation Eric Swanson, you put in any situation, and I'm very happy with that. It was weird, again, where they used him today, but if you're going to use what you think is your best reliever in the most important spots, that's when they should be used. Um, Him being versatile and being able to move around, not stuck in an eighth-inning role, uh, I think is weird for us as people, but I think if you're as long as you're going to use your best guy out of the pen that you think you can use him whenever and you consistently do that, I'm fine with it. Yeah, he is... uh... I, I, that trade couldn't be couldn't age better because he does have more years of control, and we knew Teoscar Hernandez wasn't going to sign back here. So it just it, it's, it's awesome. It's a trade that's a win win for both teams. Yeah, it is. It's I, yeah, they fill a need and we fill the need. So it wasn't bad. So let's let's go into uh, anything else you want to say from that uh, White Sox series besides the fact that they are just absolutely terrible. The, uh, it's 
that that's pretty much all you can say. They 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 suck. Yeah, they suck, man. Yeah, they it was sorry. It was it, just it was it was it was very bad to watch. If I, I, I hear a White Sox fan, uh, yeah. Apologies, man. That's, yeah, serious thoughts stunk. and prayers. That shit thoughts and out loud. They didn't score a run for they scored two runs in the second inning in game one, and they didn't score since. <laughs> they are poor. I I've actually thought about this, and I think I said this in the podcast. What are we gonna do when the Jays are just fucking terrible when we're doing this show? It is gonna be a nightmare. Just like just to find shit to talk about. I guess we can find funny things that we can just find with the team and stuff like that. I'm sure. I'm sure we could bring that stuff up, but it's just I couldn't imagine being a White Sox fan. I really couldn't imagine being a White Sox fan. So let's go into uh the series this weekend. The boys are back in town. Uh Friday is the deja vu pitching matchup. Luis Castillo versus fucking Alec Manoa. The Mariners are kind of have kind of been ass 11 and 12, 500, very under. They haven't been that good, I'll say. Like they, they just haven't been good so far to start the year. So, where do you guys stand with this series? I mean, Luis Castillo versus Manoa's flashbacks. Manoa showed he can pitch well. He's back, maybe. I think Manoa dominates this game. I think this game maybe and it ends two one three one three two. I don't think this game has any runs, but at all, I think it's just a massive pitcher's duel. I'd agree with that. I think that's a good call. I think Luis Castillo. It's just better than Alec Manoa in general, though. Um, I don't have any numbers to back that up, but I love. Well, I can pull up. So we let Luis Castillo stats start the year: twenty nine innings pitched, one five two ERA, point eight one WHIP, thirty five strikeouts with six walks. <laughs> These numbers are ridiculous. Okay. I think I I might have even said this last year. It's not that's not big of me to say right now if he has those exact numbers to start the season. Luis Castillo fucking rocks. I think we get slaughtered the Manoa game, but it's not really his fault. I think he. Maybe slaughter is the wrong word. I think it's like 3-1 when Manoa comes out of the game. We lose 5-2 in general in that one. I just think Luis Castillo is that good. He's so good, man. I wish he was but on this speaking team. about the Mariners, Robbie Ray done for the year. Yeah, that's sad. That sucks. Uh, you he never looks would... pretty good at the end of spring, too. So Yeah. It does. He was looking. I mean, he he's obviously a good pitcher. This we hate on him, but he's he's a, he's a fucking good pitcher. So, what are the yeah, other matchups in the in the series? Castillo, Manoa, um, Flexen, Gossman. Oh, that should be a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, the the Jays better beat Chris Flexen by a trillion. We like say say it what it is. Chris Flexen sucks. <laughs> and then it's uh, on Sunday, I believe it is. Uh, Bassett versus I don't know who the Mariners three guy is. Uh, oh, they would either have Kirby or uh, Logan Gilbert, probably. Yeah, Logan Gilbert, probably. Oh, no, Logan Gilbert pitched today, though. Okay, so yeah, George Kirby or whoever their other guy is. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's the matchup. I'm going to say 2 1 Blue Jays this weekend. 2 1 Blue Jays. 2 1. Yeah, I, I, like the Chris Flexen matchup should be a waxing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, yeah. call it what it is. Should be a waxing. Shouldn't even be close. Yep. Chris Flexen sucks. The Jays, um, if I remember correctly, the Jays were supposed to include him in that trade or something like that. But yeah, I'm going to say 2 1 Jays. I'm expecting Friday to be just the Jays hitters got outmatched. Call it what it is. Jays hitters got outmatched. That's what I'm expecting from Friday. Have we That's... beaten a team's like, a really good pitcher yet this season? Drew Rosmussen. No. He's not. He's not Shane McClanahan, though. Like so you're team, saying have we have the Jays beaten an ace? Yeah, have they beaten a team's best, who's actually like good in Major League Baseball? I don't think so. I don't think we've really had many chances, though. Yeah, I'd agree because I I can just the Cole start and then the McClanahan mm-hmm. start is what yeah. comes to mind. Yeah, that's the two where the Jays just got dominated. They should have won that Cole game, but yeah, that's just that. Just a weird situation with that, obviously, kind of taking out Barrios when he was at like 79 pitches, and then Jimmy Garcia blows it. But Jimmy Garcia looked good today, too, boys. Looked good today. A lot of, lot of, lot of, uh, fastball was like, the VL was life up, to it. I think, um, yeah, you can't really take much from the White Sox were dead, man, dead in their tracks. Those at bats were unserious. They're ready to get on the plane and get out of there after the yeah. fifth inning. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So let's end this, let's end the show here. With the Corona Love Corner, uh, a brand new segment presented by Could Be Your Company. Uh, bring it up here. 
Let's go. Let's start it off here with. Oh, let me try to find this funny one. There's a funny one. Uh, do you prefer dating apps or real life? I mean, real life's obviously easier. What the hell? Real. Okay, yeah. re- real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real life. Listen, as a guy that's a, that has a good verbal or uh, a good virtual footprint in myself, dating apps. I'm out on dating apps. Absolute nightmare. I feel like I'm in college again when I do that. Like, I feel like I'm just a high school kid again, just ripping the dating apps. It's just a nightmare. I'd rather, I'd rather get rejected at Corona lounge than get a match on a dating app. That's where I'm at with that. I'd rather just get rejected face to face than do that. The other one here is, um, why are you so emotional? Like your podcast is all over the place when it comes to hot takes half the time, the guy with the whiny little voice backpedals and everything he says, he sounds dumb majority of the time. Oh, that wasn't a question. That was from a fucking loser named Derek Nevis, who I just bodied on Twitter. Um, this is not this is what would you sacrifice to find love at the Corona Lounge? I'm over three, Avery's over four, JR's over three. I'll start it off with you, JR. What is one sacrifice you would make to fall in love at the Corona Lounge for the content? Because we're content boys. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um what would I sacrifice to find love? Um, I'd sacrifice not eating for two days. Wow. 48 that hour starvation is love. Uh-huh. I would sacrifice my vision. I would walk, I would, I will walk around without my glasses. That's what I would sacrifice for love at the Corona lounge. It's worth it. And I'm just thinking in my mind, we, we've seen it. It's just, it's such a romantic place up there. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're touching the clouds. You're high-fiving God. When you're in the Corona Lounge. times Corona Lounge drop, we're going to launch our classiest shirt you'll ever yes, see. Yes, like, like a polo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a, a polo. polo. Yeah, yeah we'll for, drop the a polo. <laughs> for the lounge. <laughs> Have all the listeners decked out in the polos. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, my vision, Avery doesn't really have vision. She just squints all the time. So, Avery, what, what what's your where, where, what would you sacrifice? My car, probably. Yeah. That's a great sacrifice. That's a that's a great piece of fucking machinery. It really is. Um, maybe so, maybe like my bed. I'd sleep on the ground for a while. Okay. Find yeah, I did that at college. I slept on the um, on the floor at what? uh. What? Yeah, we so we had bunk beds in college, and instead of me just setting up the bottom bunk, I would just put my bed on the floor, instead like so I'd have more room. Okay. That's not that bad. I, yeah, I meant like just sleep on the ground. Yeah, it's greasy. Okay, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's yeah. greasy. Okay, this is actually a serious question, and maybe we should answer this. Is scale of one to ten, how likely is it that Vladdy gets a long term contract from this team? I'm going to say ten. Ten. Yeah, ten. I think it's going to have him over Bill. Bull, you have to be dumber than a box of rocks to not give Vladdy whatever he wants yeah. here soon. <laughs> yeah, he's literally fucking ripping apart other teams. Which you just love to see. And he hit a ball 117. Like, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, today I mean, yeah. He, yeah, he's feeling good. He's hitting balls 117. He's raking. It's not like he's hitting these, like, Toronto Bloop J shit, right? He's absolutely just fucking raking. So, credit to Vladdy. The guy has put his money where his mouth is, and he's obviously showing he's doing the money signs at the plate. He's doing everything possible to make sure that he gets paid. And I love it. And I hope he does. And if he doesn't, like I said, I will storm the Rogers building like it's the fucking capital. And this is the last question. Um, who will find love at the Corona Lounge first? Who do you think will do that? In all genuine, well, JR is out of the running. So we'll have JR answer. Who's going to fall in love at the Corona Lounge first, JR? Um, oh, man. I think I got to go with... Fuck, it's tough. This is this is tight because I think I'm just gonna go with Johnny because I think he's gonna go with to more games than Ave. I I go to game. Yeah, and Avery sits in boxes now, so yeah, Avery's too good for the. I'm in on boxes, dude. Those (laughs) I could get used to that. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking course you will. I'm out on the boxes. I'm out on the boxes. Aves corporate. Yeah. So that segment might be scant canned forever. We got to be better questions, guys. I wanted like legit dating advice, like my girlfriend. This she Mm -hmm. she. What do I do? This type of stuff. So come correct with these questions. Call him daddy Um, next next episode. (laughs) Call yeah. Call yeah, call us daddy. Um, yeah, so we'll end it there. What a week, what a week. 
by the way, it's my birthday next Thursday. Someone write that down. Dock that down. How many uh, times are you going to tell the people? <laughs> dock that down next Thursday. It's uh, Johnny G's birthday. It's a national holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, man. We'll send a personalized message from Cabo to Johnny on his <laughs> birthday. We'll post it on the on the gate 14. Again. Yeah. There Happy it birthday, is. Yeah, we love guy. that. We Our love leader. that. We love that. So uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to everyone that purchased the uh, USAI Young shirts. Insane. Absolutely insane how many of you guys showed out for that. And uh, JR and ex- Kevin G.O.D. next week. Kevin G.O.D. next Thursday is coming on the pod. Me and him, because these two guys won't be able to record, are going to be just shooting the shit. Me and, me and Kevin, man. Just two content creators doing content creator things. I'm pumped for it. The listeners are should be pumped for it, and it's going to be all time. So any last words, JR and Avery? Let's go. Let's ride.